Welcome, welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, you're probably wondering, hey, what's this episode? It's not on a regular release day. Well, hey, you know what? I got a lot to say about the Outriders demo that came out this week. And I said, you know what? Rather than take up some extra time and another podcast, uh, just one of our typical daily weekday podcasts. Why don't we just do a special one and just talk about this demo? So we're going to jump into that here uh, right away. So let's kind of set the stage for what Outriders is. If you're not familiar, it is a third-person looter shooter slash RPG brought to you by People Can Fly, uh, who is the same team behind games like Bulletstorm and even Gears of War Judgment. They even uh, did work on that, which really shows in this game. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, but it is being published as well by Square Enix, um, which is pretty pretty awesome. So kind of that, that little square touch, uh, especially on the RPG side, seems to be there. And I think that actually is a, a bit promising for where this game um, ultimately can go. Uh, but the demo is available. So if you want to play it, it's available on uh, PS4, PS5, PC, all the Xbox consoles. Uh, you can go out there and play it. And one of the cool things with this demo is you get to play basically the prologue and all your progress carries over. So you can play up to, I believe it's level seven, I think is as high as you can get. Uh, and the game is structured kind of with these world tiers that essentially just really increase the difficulty is all it's doing. It doesn't really seem like it's the world tier structure that was in the division. I mean, to some extent it is, but it, it just allows you to kind of swap the world tiers uh, much easier than you could like in a game like The Division. Um, but, um, you know, so far the premise for the game, I think is interesting. I mean, essentially, humanity has destroyed Earth, it seems, and and we've sent off these ships uh, to this planet that we've discovered called Enoch. And you know, you're you're part of this group, or this group of outriders, they're called, that are going there to uh, essentially help colonize that planet. And um, when we arrive there, this is kind of all in the beginning, so it really isn't spoilers, but when you arrive there, um, your job, you kind of go down on the planet side in, the, in these giant pods that just look small when they launch from the ship, but they're enormous because there's vehicles and all these things in there. And, you know, the world graphically looks great. I was playing on the, the Series X, and um, you get down planet side, and things kind of start to go south pretty quick when a big storm hits, and uh, within this storm, Suddenly now all the, the crewmates and those around you are um, vomiting like this weird black goo and your character eventually just gets zapped in this in this um, storm where you get these abilities that then that's where you are allowed to pick one of four classes that are in the game. We'll talk about those in a second. And you get injured kind of when that blast happens and you go into like cryo sleep for, I forget what they say, like 70 years or whatever it is. It's maybe 20 years. I don't know what it is, but when, when you come out, all the people you kind of encountered with in the beginning of the game, um, have now aged, but you have it. And you've now discovered you have these abilities, uh, that you're able to use. And of course that's where, again, the classes in this game kind of come in. Um, that's basically setting the stage. And then, there are, you know, a bad faction of humans that kind of came along as well and want to take it over. And, it, you know, the story, it's its interesting, it's neat, and I'm not even doing it justice here. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when, if I do go to purchase this game and play it, I am definitely going to um, spend a little bit more time kind of focusing on the story. I mean, here I was really more about, I want to check out the gameplay and see if it's something I, I do want to invest in. Um, but the setup is neat. You know, I, I again, I don't want to spoil too much. I want you guys to kind of go through some of that yourself as well. Um, but... 
they are definitely doubling down on cutscenes and kind of laying into that RPG aspect of it. I mean, that was one thing that kind of um, surprised me. You know, in this, this style of game, sure, the Division, we got a little bit of that as well. Um, but this really seemed to go to those Square Enix roots. You know, it's something that I think Square said, hey, you know, maybe we can do kind of one of these looter-shooter games and, and put more of an RPG story into it you know destiny that's one of the things that people have always complained about destiny or even destiny 2 i mean it's getting better now but you're not getting these full-on cutscenes. so they're doubling down on that and that's cool um the gameplay is like i said it's third person it's a looter shooter but the, my issue is you know people can fly like i said they made gears of war judgment and this game um shows that to a T, you know, it's a, it's a very strange game. I mean, I should have kind of led with just saying that, like I'm so hot and cold on this game. Some in one minute, I'm loving it. And the next minute I'm, I'm not, um, the gears of war judgment touch. And and why I say that is the gunplay feels very much like that. I mean, the weapons, when you're aiming aren't as precise, you know, as you want them to be like, I played this and then I jumped over to destiny, which granted destiny is a first person shooter, but like those weapons feel so tight and they feel so visceral when you fire them. And in this, it you just don't, I just wasn't feeling that. Like, all the weapons just felt kind of floaty. Actually, they they start your sensitivity on the controller real high, so I backed that down to either three or four. That definitely tightened it up a little bit, um, but it just didn't feel good to shoot the enemies. And I know it's terrible to say that out loud, but if you know what I mean, like, games just need to have a feeling, and this it just didn't feel good to do that. Um, the movement is Again, straight out of Gears of War, it's press A to take cover. You can shoot over the cover. You can press B to kind of clamber over it. Uh, There's a couple moments where you'll have to hold X to climb up areas. Um, But a lot of these environments that they put you in are very constrained. It's like, here is this battle arena you need to get around. And maybe that opens up later on in the game. We get about two and a half, three hours worth of of side quests and that kind of within this. Um, But none of that showed that to me. There were a lot of times where I tried to go to a different area thinking it was more of an open world map. um, And it wasn't, you know, it was you're constrained into this little segmented section that they're putting you in. Um, And speaking of that, what's kind of weird. Well, actually, before we talk about that, um, when I'm talking about getting behind cover, that was the one thing that really came across to me was every every mission, every side quest, everything you do um, is just littered with half walls everywhere. I mean, it, it's like Gears of War kind of has a pacing to it, and it's gotten a little bit better with like Gears 5 and that. Uh, but those early Gears, it was just obvious when, when you were suddenly going to be um, bombarded by enemies or when there was going to suddenly be an action sequence. And this... <laughs> It feels like those early Gears games where you're kind of walking down a little, you know, it's not necessarily a corridor because you are on the planet, but it's like a dug-in trench that you're walking through. And then you come to an area where it's littered with little, you know, waist-high walls that clearly you're going to have to hide behind and the enemy themselves are going to hide behind. And then it opens up to a quick little five-minute battle where you fight 10 or 15 waves of enemies, you know, And, and it just... The game, and overall, and I know this is kind of all over the place. I mean, I was trying to structure in my head how I wanted to talk about the whole game, but like it has like a dated feel to it for as good as it looks. And as Grays are kind of doubling down on the story, RPG elements by giving you conversation choices and things like that, the game feels dated. Like it feels like those older Gears games. Now, layer on top of that, of course, then the classes. Um, I played, first run through, I played the Piomancer. 
or pyromancer, uh, where you essentially have these abilities where, you know, one, you shoot like this wave of fire. Um, another one, you're able to kind of like string to an enemy and, and almost like set them on fire, like shooting a little blast out of your hand. And then the other one, you can kind of set them up for a bomb where they, they catch fire, but then when they're almost done with their health, suddenly they become this explosion of fire. So you're kind of setting a bomb in them, I guess, if you want to say, um, that was my first playthrough and didn't feel so great. Like that, that character class, I just felt like I was getting uh, rushed a lot. And that's the other interesting too, is a lot of the pitches so far for this game has been, they don't want you taking cover. They want you being aggressive because that's actually how you get more health is by killing enemies, which even still is a little ambiguous. I can't tell if it's just killing enemies with my gun or if it's using my abilities. Every once in a while, I just see like health points and my health is filling up. So they want you to be aggressive. But then they layer each level with, again, all these waist-high walls. That's like they're telling you to hide behind. So it's that in itself is just kind of weird. But then I went back in and played the uh, Devastator, which is more like the tank class, the heavy class. That class played a lot better for me because you can be much more aggressive. You're right in the face of every enemy. I mean, to the point where like your move, instead of shooting fire, it's just like straight rocks. Like the ground underneath these enemies are just like exploding. And like, I mean where the, the pyromancer would bring maybe three quarters of the health bar down for an enemy by and then also light, light them on fire and then slowly they would tick down, the devastator would just insta-kill. Like I could have three or four enemies kind of uh, set up together behind a wall and I would just pound the ground and boom, done. Also, you can run and sprint and then do like a, a titan smash where you're kind of jumping up in the air and smashing down and causing this kind of massive uh, earth elemental I don't know, explosion, stun, whatever you want to call it. It just felt really good, the Devastator. So I think that's the class that I would be willing to play. I haven't played the other two. There's a Technomancer and uh, the Trickster, the other two. Um, didn't jump into those. Um, within the demo, you get a couple boss fights, um, you know, which which played okay. Again, playing as the Pyromancer didn't really feel that great. The Devastator definitely much better because you well, actually one of your abilities as the Devastator as well is like this, they call it the Golem. So you can kind of put on this like rock suit i mean imagine like you become the thing for 10 seconds and you're almost like invincible so like that that class is all about being aggressive and like that i think is really the way they want you to play the game or like for me the pyromancer just felt too weak you know didn't feel and i, and I don't know the other classes i mean one of the pyromancer is supposed to be the mid-range class i mean the what is it the technomancer or the trickster one of them is the long range one so that class has to feel terrible i mean how are you being aggressive with that when the enemies are kind of hiding behind cover and uh, shooting just doesn't feel that great. I, I don't know. It's just kind of a, this weird, weird thing. Um, but then the game also, you know, is all about the loot, right? Loot is everything in these games. Um, so far, the loot, you know, you're kind of just getting your standard gear. Um, you know, I had one gun. I think I saw that would kind of set enemies on fire. It was like an elemental weapon. Uh, I think I saw some online where people were getting where one, like actually, I don't know if it juiced up your golem, maybe, you know, if you play, were playing the Devastator or if it just gave you a golem suit. I think it said like kills give you like a four second golem suit. That's interesting. So if they keep the loot interesting like that, I mean, that, that could definitely be um, an interesting thing, I think, moving forward. Um, they do give you a skill tree as well uh, outside of just your skills kind of your your skill tree is like a stat tree almost where you can go in there and you know give yourself plus eight percent health or you know minus four or three seconds on your cooldowns on your abilities you know things like that so that's kind of going to be the pool that's going to have you going through um but i think one of my biggest issues and, and i kind of mentioned it is the game just kind of feels dated um one of the things that i noticed was when you're going between areas 
or like from, you know, gameplay to a cutscene and then back to gameplay. Or, I mean, the worst thing of all is when you go into just your inventory, the game does this really weird thing where it like fades to black and cuts out all the sound and then comes back in to, you know, if you're going to the menu. So you're in the game, right? You just picked up a new piece of loot. You just did this three-minute battle with these enemies. You go into your inventory. All sound stops, fades to black, then the inventory screen comes up. And it's it just doesn't feel good. Like, you know, I jumped into Destiny, and like, Destiny, you go into your inventory screen, and this is a simple little thing, and I'm sure I hope that they can fix this, or they do fix it. But, like, when you go into your inventory in Destiny, like, all the sounds and everything happening around you stay there. So nothing is, like, fading to black and, like, like you're going into a whole new level or anything. No, it's like you're just in your inventory. This game has a weird way of doing it, and I couldn't help but be taken out of the moment constantly in moments like that. Or one little thing, you know, you're in the town area, the little hub area, and you're going to go out on a quest or just kind of go out to what is the quote-unquote open world, even though it's still kind of sharded and, and, um, you know, uh, like a corridor, essentially. You go to that door, you hit it, fade to black, all sound goes away, comes back up, shows you at one point, it was literally like a two-second cutscene in my character, the gate opens, fades to black, sound goes away, comes back up, and there I am, and it just, it it's weird, they gotta find a way to fix that, especially on, like the Series X, where things load so fast, I'm sure it's the same on PS5, or even, you know, most PCs, where the game's loading quick, why are we doing that, like, it just doesn't feel good, it takes you completely out of the moment, um, you know, I, I couldn't help, and I tweeted about this, and I don't know if people remember this. There's this game called Defiance. Uh, right now, I think you can get it uh, on PC. You can still play it. Uh, Defiance 2550 or something like that. They relaunched it. Um, and it really was an MMO. It was based on, uh, kind of ran, it was actually pretty cool at the time. They kind of ran it in conjunction with the sci-fi show Defiance. And things that were happening in the game were happening in the show and vice versa. And it had similar characters. And it was just kind of neat. They were trying this, like, video game television um, idea where they would kind of run concurrently. Um, Defiance was an MMO though. So you had actually a true open world with vehicles and all that. But this game is in my mind, just the, the next extension of what Defiance could have been, you know, Defiance was a third person shooter where you find loot, which you do in this game and you played a class and you had abilities, except it was an open world. So you could go anywhere in that world People were all over the place. This is much more of a cooperative or single-player game. you know. And that's that's the other thing. And I don't know if I mentioned this at the top for those that don't know. Everyone's looking at this as a Destiny killer. It's not. I mean, it's not trying to be a live-service game. They've come flat out and said, this is not a live-service game. This is more of a third-person looter-shooter RPG. So you're going to play this game, and what's on the disc is it. And if they maybe at some point they may decide to put DLC out, but they're not trying to make this a Destiny or Division. It is just, here's Outriders, the game. Play it. Um, so, you know, if you're coming to to this looking to be the replacement for destiny, it's not that right. Um, but I think it's somewhat of a missed opportunity because defiance, like when I, when I was playing this, like defiance was came out right before destiny came out. And I remember if you go back to early episodes of guardian radio, we were talking about defiance a lot and things that they were doing like public events where, you know, 20 people come together and battle a big boss, which that game did and all the way the loot was and all that. This game is that, and it feels that way a lot. I mean, I'm, I hate to keep bringing up the term, but Outriders feels dated. Like, it feels like an Xbox 360 game, and it feels that way because Defiance was an Xbox 360 game. Like, it, to me, this game is that game, except 
Maybe you throw in the Gears of War cover that was available as well on the on the Xbox 360. Now, does that make this a bad game? No. Um, but it just, I, I couldn't help but feel that way as I played it. And I, look, I don't want to sit here and rip on this game, but you know, I'm giving you guys just kind of my, my off-the-cuff thoughts on it. That, you know, I think there was so much hype into this game. And, and you know, I, for me, it's, it's fun, I guess. Like, I'm kind of having some fun, but I, I was really all bore in buying this game. Like, I wasn't on... Um, the super hype train. I didn't follow a ton of it really till this last week when the, I knew the demo was getting set to drop. Um, but I knew it was a game I was probably going to get being into looter shooters and all that. I was like, hey, this will be the next one. Yeah, I'm jump in, get my, you know, however many weeks worth of play with it and, um, you know, probably just <laughs> move on to something else. But after playing it, I, I'm really on the fence. I feel really strange about this game. Like, in one instance, I'm having fun, and in another instance, I'm not. And part of the when I'm not having fun, it's because of all those little things I mentioned. Like, there's so much that's taking me out of it. Now, sure, you know, a lot of people can say, well, what we're playing now, they can fix a lot. The game launches April 1st, essentially a month from now. Um, all we're playing now, all this is going to carry over. They basically just gave people the prologue. This game actually, I think, should have already been out or would have been out in like a week or two. This really is the game now. That's not to say down the line they can make changes and change some of that stuff. But, you know, if it's not a live service game, I don't really know what their incentive would be to do that. And, you know, maybe for most people, it, some of those things I mentioned aren't a problem or aren't, you know, um, immersion breaking. Um, but for me, it definitely is. And um, I don't know. It's it's a strange game. I, I think we're going to see, like, come release time whether or not I decide to actually jump in like I'm just kind of on the fence I mean part of me just wants to get it because it's like hey this is going to be the new hotness April 1st everybody's like looking for we're looking for something new to play on our new consoles right people that bought a Series X people that bought a PS5 like we want something to play on those consoles and this is really the first or the next I should say the next game of that right we don't really get anything till you get like a Ratchet and Clank or till the new Final Fantasy uh dlc like we don't really have anything to play and especially if you're on xbox like this is it man so you just kind of take what you can get but in the same sense it's like is it worth spending 60 bucks or you know and and really the smart thing for me probably is wait for this game when it's 30 bucks yeah hell yeah i'll play that you know and and, and chances are it'll probably hit you know it'll be a ps plus game or something like that at some point you know um I don't know. I'd love to know your thoughts. Let me know how you're feeling about this game and if you kind of feel the same way I do, that the game just feels a bit dated in its gameplay um, in its presentation. I don't know. Uh, let me know. But like I said, I think I think that Square Enix thing and the world they've created, I am interested in. So I think if anything, that may be the thing that kind of pulls me through. Because I mean, there's some characters, not that your choices matter per se and in, in where the narrative is going to go, but your choices really help build out the world so like a couple of the characters you go up to you can just hit whatever that first conversation piece is to move the quest forward and move to that next bit of the story or there's like four or five dialogue choices and they, they'll give you a full-on cutscene, fully voiced and um it's building out that world and that's what i think is really interesting and i think that's where i'm gonna be pulled to play this game because i was really really brought into kind of the sci-fi aspect of it and like i said the demo i just kind of just rushed through everything um the carryover and all that, I think when I actually, if I do get this game, I'm going to actually like sit down and just start fresh. I'm not going to sit here and knock out this demo over and over day after day after day. Like I know many people are already doing. There's a whole chest farm that people are doing for this game. Why? Like you can't play the rest of it. Just chill. Don't don't burn yourself out on, on a two-hour demo, man. Like hold off. Wait till the game's out. Enjoy it then. But 
Uh, I don't know. But let me know. Let me know your thoughts. TheEnthusedLife at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. I would love to know what your thoughts are on Outriders. And uh, like I said, I just kind of wanted this episode. I knew, I mean, here we are. We're 20 minutes in. I knew this was going to be, there was a lot I had to just talk about when it came to Outriders. And uh, I didn't want to make it just a standard episode throughout the week. So that's kind of why, why this episode uh, exists. But maybe it's something I'll do in the future. Maybe demos or, you know, when games come out, maybe I'll do a dedicated show uh, on the weekends for you guys to kind of throw out there too. So let me know your thoughts. Again, hit me up. But other than that, big thanks as always to Gamer Goo for supporting the show. Gamer Goo, that antiperspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gamer hand coverage. Head on over to their website. You can check out all the different scents over there, including the orange, the peppermint, the cherry blossom, the teakwood, and the latest, the beach breeze. And if you aren't interested in purchasing any of that, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's it for me. Have a good rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.